Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our Bible study and our time of ministry in the Word of God. Hallelujah. We give God praise for the gift and the blessing of yet another day and another opportunity to be able to come into his holy presence. What a glory, what a blessing. Hallelujah. Whatever platform you're joining us on, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. We're super excited. God is so good. He's doing amazing things in our lives. And oh, hallelujah. What a privilege. What a privilege. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for for tuning in. And I know that the Lord has something for us. I hope you are enjoying your time, your season of fasting and praying, your season of waiting on the Lord. Remember, we're um, waiting on the Lord. We're not just trying to be hungry. (laughs) We're not trying to prove a point. We're not trying to um, be religious or ritualistic. No, We are on a journey with the Lord and we are setting ourselves apart for him so that we are in a position where the Lord can do amazing things in our lives. You remember in Joshua chapter 3 where Joshua was telling the children of Israel, he said to them in Joshua chapter 3 verse 7, the Lord said unto Joshua, well, in verse in verse, um, in verse, verse 4, Verse 4 and 5, he says, Joshua told the children of Israel, I say, yet there shall be a space between you and it, talking about the Ark of the Covenant, so the, the Ark of the Covenant, so, so extremely important. That really represented the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant is what enables us to find the map, to find direction. Remember, he says, there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, Don't come near unto it so that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. So you may know the way that you should go because you have not passed this way before. Verse 5, and then Joshua said unto the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourselves. The Amplified calls it, it says, it describes it this way. It says, separate yourself, yourselves unto God for a special holy purpose. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. That's, that's why we're waiting on the Lord. His presence is with us. We recognize what he wants to do. So we are separating ourselves to him. So he can do what he has promised and what he has ordained in our lives. So we're well positioned. You know, where you where you sit determines what is available to you. Your ability to see determines is determined by where you are positioned. Where you sit determines what you see. And what you see determines what is available to you. Amen. Oh, glory. We started off just right off like that. I mean, we didn't even waste any time. Revelation is already flowing. Glory to God. His manifest presence is right here. I want to keep it short, keep it um, powerful, pointed, go straight to the point and everything the Holy Spirit wants us to do tonight and then close Um, as early as we can. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for your manifest presence amongst us. We know the Ark of the Covenant, the presence, the Shekinah glory of the Almighty God himself is right here with us. He's right here with us. It's not a physical location. It's um, It's not a natural um, thing, uh, phenomenon, it is, it is supernatural, it is spiritual. Your presence is right here amongst your people, and there is no distance in the Spirit. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for granting us illumination, granting us great grace, so that we can enter into and receive clearly everything that you have prepared for us tonight. 
losing my tongue. Lord, help me think like you. Help me speak your words. Oh, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I yield to you, precious Holy Spirit. Grant us great grace and understanding, illumination through the word of God tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much again for joining us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Um, I hope you got your own um, copies of our new books downloaded um, on whatever platform, Apple Books, Nook, uh, Bands and uh, Bands, sorry, <laughs> Bands and Noble and Kindle. Uh, I hope you got your copies and thank you for helping us share the word, spread the word. If something is a blessing to you and it is tied to the word of God, tied to the kingdom of God, you really ought to share it. Amen. Um, all of us are excited about things that, are, that we are blessed by. If something blesses you, you want to tell somebody about it, especially if you know they can also be blessed by, by that thing. So this is not a time to um, be timid or to hold things back or keep to yourself. Uh, help us. Thank you for continuing to help us uh, spread the word. We want to, as the Lord has commissioned us, every publication that comes out of our ministry, we want to get it to the uttermost parts of the earth because that's the gospel. That's one of the easiest ways that the Lord has given to us uh, to be able to minister the gospel. So those three books, um, Dominion Exploits, powerful, powerful, devotional, hallelujah. Um, of course, as we've gone, you may find one or two little typos in there, maybe one or two little scriptural references that are a little off. Just use that as your homework opportunity and find the right one. Sometimes, you know, in, in rushing to print when you, when you have a very short time, uh, you know, mistakes, little mistakes like that can, can happen. Uh, but we thank God that for the most part, that is just an excellent, powerful, powerful book. And we're grateful to the Lord for it. This is my day. That's just a powerful book of uh, supernatural confessions, um, daily living and, and things like that. And then, then, of course, the ABCs of uh, successful Christian living. That's awesome. Uh, what, what a blessing that book is, uh, has been to so many, continues to be um, to, to so many of us um, over the years. Amen. So thank you for helping us get the word out. Let's dive right into the word of God tonight. What a glorious fasting season. Hmm? What a glorious fasting season. We are so blessed. We are so blessed. I hope you are experiencing something similar or maybe even better than what I am experiencing um, because it's almost surreal um, for me personally. There's so much revelation, so much inspiration, the, the light of God, so much direct impact. And sometimes it's almost like hearing the voice of God and I have to look around and say, did somebody just say that audibly? And I know a lot of times, most of the time, actually 99% of the time, it's not really audible, but it feels audible. And then I take that word that the Lord gave or the instruction or the clarity and I go dig the scriptures. There it is. To confirm what the Holy Spirit said. I mean, I don't, I can't tell you how many questions I came into 2024 with. Things that I just knew I needed to have answers about. Things that had to do with um, uh, my ability, our ability to be able to move forward in destiny, in the work of the kingdom of God, to be able to advance the, um, the assignment that we have been given. And just like that, light, 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 illumination, just popping up everywhere. Hallelujah. I hope you are having a similar experience, maybe even better. I hope the Lord is speaking to you. I hope you are hearing him because I know he's speaking. I hope you are hearing him. I hope you are documenting the things that he's saying to you. This is, this is one of the most powerful purposes of a fast. Let's dive into the word. Let's dive into the word. Don't wait. 
Don't wait until 2024 is like midway through June, July, or May, or, or September, August, before you expect to lay hold on what the Lord has for you. Don't wait. Your miracles, your breakthroughs, the supernatural manifestations of the promises that God has made to you, that he seeks to fulfill in your life, they begin to manifest now. They begin to manifest now, right, right now, through this season of the fast. So don't wait. Don't wait. <laughs> Go for it. Begin to lay hold of it and take everything that God has for you. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Isaiah 58, talking about the fast, the fast that God accepts and what, what the Lord has promised will happen to his children when we are engaged in an acceptable fast. Isaiah chapter 58, and let's go right here from verse 6. Isaiah chapter 58 from verse 6. The Bible says, is not this is this not the last, the fast that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? See, all of that can happen in the natural, but it can also happen in the spiritual. Through the fast, yokes can be broken. Things that have been there, strongholds that have been hanging around for a while, Things and just um, um, strings and and um, uh, convoluted situations that are an expression of the 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 prince of this world, the god of this world, that are really an expression of the evil nature of the spirit of wickedness that's happening in people's lives can be broken in this season of a fast. The oppressed can go free. He says, is it not so that you deal your bread to the hungry and that you bring the poor that are cast out to your house when you see the naked that you cover him and that you hide not yourself from your own flesh? God is talking about some of the works that accompany a time of a fast. And that's awesome. But look at, look at what begins to happen, right? Look at some of the breakthroughs that begin to happen, the miracles that begin to happen, the fulfillment of God's promises in our lives through a fast like this. When we enter into the year with a fast like this, and we recognize first things first, and we get before his presence and we deny ourselves and we begin to press into God. We begin to press into God with a level of focus like, like we've never had before. Amen. This is so important. Look at some of the things that begin to happen. He says, he says in verse 8, Then shall your light break forth as the morning, and your health shall spring forth speedily. Your light will break forth like the morning. Your health will spring forth speedily. Your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard or your rear reward. Then he says, verse 9, Then you will call upon the Lord and the Lord will answer you. And you will cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away from the midst of you the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. And if you draw out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall your light rise in obscurity and your darkness will be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and make fat your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that be of you will build the old waste places. You will raise up the foundation of many generations. You will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of parts to dwell in. Hey, all of this begins through the fast. God 
enables us to begin to manifest his glory in different areas of our lives. He begins to do miraculous things, wonders, significant things. Amen. In our spiritual lives, in our physical lives, mental, intellectual lives, our, our careers, our you know, material life, the, the, the things that our assignments, whatever those are, we begin to encounter God. We begin to see his mighty hands at work. During the fast, these things don't happen in June. They don't wait till July, August. No, these, these things happen immediately, immediately. Then he said, um, hallelujah. In verse 14, then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. You ride on the high places of the earth, beginning now, beginning now, and I'll feed you with the heritage of Jacob. Your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Look at the way he puts this in the Amplified in verse 14. You, if then will you delight yourself in the Lord, and I will make you to ride on the high places of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage promised for you of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. I will feed you. With the heritage promised you, you will inherit your inheritance. So what the Lord is saying. I promised and you will begin to enter into it even during the fast. We know certainly the, the fast, the Daniel fast or the fast we do in the year. Many people do this earlier in the year. Praise God. First things first. It's awesome. It's a, it's a glorious thing to do. But that's not the only time. In the year when we should fast, you know, as we the year pro proceeds periodically, periodically. And if you want to make it good, actually set some sort of a schedule for yourself and say, hey, uh, once every three months I, or whatever, whatever works for you. Amen. Oh, once, once in six months, I'll do it in the winter. I'll do it in the spring. I'll do one in, in, the, in the summer. I'll do one in the fall, whatever works for you. Or some people might say, oh, I even want to do one fast every month. Whatever. It's not religion. It's not a ritual. Whatever is good for you, whatever you and the Holy Spirit agree on. But you know, this fast is so powerful. That's really all I'm trying to say to you. It's life-changing. It begins to deliver to us our inheritance. Deliver to us our inheritance. We don't wait until August. We don't wait until July. We don't wait until June. During the fast, during the fast, our heritage begins to be delivered to us. Amen. Can you say amen? And notice it begins with what we see. <laughs> it will begin with what you are able to see. The Lord will begin to show you some things. Things will begin to pop up all around you. Illumination and clarity will begin to flow. Questions that you may have had, you start to get answers. This, these things all happen during a fast. Illumination, light. Look at, look at where it says in verse 8, Then shall your light break forth as the morning. That's where it begins from. Illumination begins to come. You begin to see. You begin to see. Your light breaks forth like the morning. Look at verse 10. Look at the B part of verse 10. Then shall your light rise in obscurity and your darkness shall be as the noonday. Hmm. Your light will rise in darkness and your obscurity and gloom will become like the noonday. Light, 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 light. And you know, light is so important. Light is the first thing. It's the first thing that God always gives us. First things first. In the beginning in Genesis... He said, light be, the first thing, light be. And that was not the light of the firmament. Light be, light be. Illumination is usually the first thing. Everything begins with illumination. 
I, I said I said this at the beginning of the service. Let me repeat it one more time. I came into 2024 with quite a number of questions, like we usually do. You know, we document things, we put things down. We, you know, we start from the watch night, and those of us who are engaged in uh, retreats and a time of a fast at the end of the year, a lot of those things start even then. Right. We come into the year and we're asking the Lord and we're inquiring like we were learning last week. We're inquiring, asking, what does the Lord think about it? What does the Lord want to do? What does the Lord want you to do? Questions and questions and questions. And it's amazing to me how the light of God has has just been poured out. Sometimes I hear the voice of God about a matter. Uh, I mean, this, this year is just, this is what today's date. We're right, actually, we're just around the middle of the fast. Right now, we're just around the middle of the fast. So we're almost like halfway through the fast, right? Just about halfway through the fast. And it's amazing what has happened already. Truly, this is, this is the description of open heavens. And like I said earlier, I hope you are experiencing something similar or even better or even more glorious than that. It will begin with what you are able to see. Amen. The Lord will begin to show you things and things will begin to pop up all around you. Illumination and clarity will begin to flow. And you know, what you are able to see in the spirit determines what you are able to manifest in the natural. Everything begins with what you can see. Answers to questions. Answers to questions. Direction. Being able to see clearly. Being able to know. Know. Like Hosea says in Hosea, I think it's Hosea chapter 6. Then shall we follow on to know the Lord. And, and his coming to us will be like the rain, the former rain, the latter rain. We will know if we follow on. We will know. So light comes as we follow him, as we seek him, as we inquire of him. You see that in Isaiah 58. He says, your, your light, your light will break forth as the morning. He says, your light will rise in obscurity and your darkness will become noonday. You know, when your darkness becomes noonday, it means you can see clearly where things were hidden from you and you were just like kind of just roaming in the dark, did not know what you were doing or how to get to where you wanted to get to, suddenly you can see clearly. Oh, you know, this is the way right here. This, oh, this is what I need to do right here. Oh, that's where I need to go right there. That's who, that's who I need to talk to now about this. Hallelujah. Oh, this is what the Lord wants me to do with this over here, that over there. Darkness becomes like noonday. It all begins with light. And you know, when you see it, it provokes manifestation. Illumination always provokes manifestation. Illumination is the first miracle, always closely followed by manifestation. I want you to listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ said in John chapter 5. Let's read it together. Hallelujah. In John chapter 5, and let's read this. I'm going to read it both in the King James and in the Amplified. Just two verses in John chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. The Lord Jesus Christ answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son, that's him, and you, small s, he is capital S, the Son. You and I are the small s. And small d's, the son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the father do. The son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the father do. In order, in order for the son to do, he must see. In order for the son to do, he must see first. In order for the son to do, he must see first. In order for you and I to do, we must see first. This is just God's pathway to life. 
to see first. Because when we don't see and we do, we don't see in the spirit. Notice what we're saying. Seeing it in the spirit, seeing it through the illumination that the Father gives us. Through the answers that come to us spiritually. It's, we're not talking about you see it naturally or you see it, you can see with your natural eyes. No, being able to see it, a, a, a better word may be perceive it. To see it in the spirit. When you have that answer in the spirit, the answer comes in the natural. When you have that answer in the spirit, the breakthrough comes in the natural. Things that we've been dealing with or things that are now on our path. Like Joshua said to the children of Israel, you've never been this way before. So you've got to see the ark. Let there be some space between you and that ark. 2,000 cubits, he said, so that you can see the ark. He says, you've never been this way before. And then set yourselves apart for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders amongst you. You have to be able to see in order to do. Jesus said, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the son likewise. Whatsoever the father doeth or does to use plain language, that also the Son does. The Son does. Whatever you see the Father do, whatever the Father shows you, whatever you are able to perceive in the Spirit is what has already been done. It's already been done. And so when you see it in the Spirit, and you go out and get it done in your natural life, the answers are produced, the miracles are produced because they were already there. They were already there. Then he said in verse 20, For the Father loveth the Son, capital S and small s, the same love that God the Father has for Jesus is the same love that he has for you and me. Right? First John chapter uh, 3, verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Hmm? The same way he loved, capital S, Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the same way he loves us. God the Father doesn't love us any less than he loved Jesus. Hmm? The life he gave to Jesus, our Savior, isn't any different from the life he gave to us. The abundant life he made available to Jesus, the Zoe life of God, that he made available to Jesus, that Jesus spoke in words and manifested in, in lives of people, is not different from the life, the Zoe life, that God has given to you and to me. Hmm? Look at this. For as the Father loveth the Son, capital S, and because he loves him, he shows him all things that he himself is doing. The Father shows the Son all things that he himself is doing. And watch this. He will show him greater works than this that you may marvel. I really love the rendition of this verse 20 in the Amplified, both 19 and 20. Let's read it from the Amplified version together. So Jesus answered them by saying, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, the son is able to do nothing of himself of his own accord, but he is able to do only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does is what the son does in the same way. In his own turn, whatever the father does is what the son does also in the same way in his own turn. Then look at verse 20. The father dearly loves the son and watch this word discloses to him, shows him everything that he himself does. Watch this. And he will disclose to him. Let him see greater things than this so that you may marvel. 
and be full of wonder and astonishment. This is where the wonders of God come. This is where they come from. We behold his wonder. We perceive it first in the spirit. We see light comes. Light darkness changes to noonday. Our light rising in obscurity. We see things that the father has already done or that he is doing. And because we can see those things, then we can enter into the manifestation of those things. Notice where he says he discloses to the son. He shows him everything that he's doing. That is, he reveals to him. This, to disclose something means to reveal something that is hidden. Means to expose something that was previously hidden. To declare something that was previously unknown. Right? The father discloses to the son. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. The word of God is so exciting. The word of God is so exciting. It's so full of life. It's so full of power. It's so full of revelation. The father discloses to the son. B, capital S, son, Jesus, our savior, our Lord and king. But do you know in the same way the father discloses to you and to me, small S, son. Sons were his sons and daughters. The same way the father disclosed to Jesus, he discloses to us. How does he do it? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. The same way Jesus sees the way by what the father shows him. And then he manifests miracles in his life. Because of what he saw and what he then did based on what he saw. It's exactly the same way it works for us. Hallelujah. The word of God thrills me. I know my time is almost going here. I got to run. One of the most exciting scriptures that we studied together in our times of ministry in the word in 2023, actually 2022, or maybe the end of 2022 or beginning of 2023, it's John chapter 16. This thing about being, about disclosing to us, disclose. What is disclosed is what becomes released. What is disclosed is what becomes a part of our breakthroughs. John chapter 16, I think it's verse 15. It's one of the scriptures we were excited to study last, last, um, last year, later, 2022, early 2023. John 16, 15. Let's read this right out of the Amplified. Everything that the Father has is mine. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples, speaking to you and to me. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that he, the Holy Spirit, will take the things that are mine and will reveal them, declare them, disclose them, transmit them to you. Everything that the Father has is mine, Jesus said. You know, we read that. Whatever the Father is doing, he discloses to the Son, capital S, Son, Jesus. Then Jesus says, Everything that's disclosed to me, that's revealed to me, that's released to me, I release to you in turn. I release to you. I disclose to you. I transmit to you. How? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. So that why? What is the purpose? Because you know God is a God of purpose. God, is just, God doesn't just do things for the sake of doing them. Does, doesn't just do things for just for no reason. What is the purpose? Why disclose them? Why declare them? Why release them? Why transmit them? Why? So that we can manifest them. So that we can enter into them. 
I know while we were studying this scripture uh, over a year ago, I did give an expanded version of it. Let me read it to you real quickly. Everything that the Father has for you is mine to give to you. That is what I meant when I said that he, the Holy Spirit, will take the things that are mine to give to you. And he will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit them to you directly. Directly. What are these things? The wisdom of God, opportunities, direction, healing, Health, abundant life, material provision, victory, deliverance, peace, protection, restoration, favor, miracles, breakthroughs, and on and on like that. The Holy Spirit will reveal them. The Holy Spirit will disclose them. And once the Holy Spirit discloses them, once light comes, illumination produces manifestation. Once it is revealed... It is, it is, it is, um, it is manifested. Once it becomes revealed, it is manifested. What is, you can tell, I'm sure you can tell I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Because <laughs> you've seen me teach the word and preach the word, you know, when I'm really excited. I mean, I'm always excited about the word, but sometimes I, I'm just so animated and it's like, I'm trying to get everything out of me through the word <laughs> I'm saying, I'm speaking it. It's, I'm just so excited about it. If, if all it was was we, we just found the treasure in the word of God, that would be sufficient. But I didn't just find the treasure. I'm actually already manifesting it. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I remember after the service uh, last Wednesday. Holy, holy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Got a close one. After the service last Wednesday. Um, and, uh, you know, I was talking about, you know, 1 Samuel 30, David, the Amalekites came, they stole, and they stole, they, they stole from them, took his wives and all his men, his servants, and they burned down their, the they burned down their, their, their camp, the Ziklag, their homes and everything. And David and all his men were so heartbroken. If you were with us last Wednesday, you, you heard me talk about this. And, and David, first thing he did, he, the Bible says he inquired of the Lord. He asked for the priest to bring the effort. The Holy Spirit represents the Holy Spirit. Brother Efford to inquire. He wanted to inquire. And then he inquired of the Lord. Lord, shall I pursue them? Will I overtake them? The Lord said, pursue them. For surely you will overtake them and surely you will recover all. That was it. See, it was already done. Once the Lord revealed it, manifestation had to happen. Manifestation had to happen. And that was exciting. We read about that. And, you know, David went after them. They found the Egyptian, this Egyptian man who took them to where the Amalekites were, where they were having fun. And, and David and his men fell on them and they took everything. They took everything and more and more. And God's word was fulfilled. And I'll talk about that another time more. But I know after that service, you know, I, you know, the Holy Spirit said to me, I know that there was a, uh, some situation sometime that we had with one of our um, um, investment uh, properties. And uh, some, you know, it's regular. People just say it's regular. Things happen. It's a damage. And, you know, we just well, looked at it. I thought, okay, let's just take care. We took care of it and just moved on. And, but it was an inopportune time. It happened at an inopportune time. It was a time when that re there's really no time, no right time for a damage, honestly. But that was just the wrongest time. Um, and yet, um, we were so much into the things we were doing. I was so buried in so many things that I was doing that I was not really paying attention. And the Lord brought it back to me and said, do you know Brought that situation back. Do you know that the enemy stole that from you? Hmm. Do you know that was an attack? I, I knew it was an attack. I didn't, just didn't pay that much attention. Did you know that was an attack and the enemy stole that from you? Huh. Hmm. Go back and get it back. Get every, every single thing he took from you from that damage. Take it back. It's just... So physical property damage or whatever that was. But that was something 
that I had not even thought about. Go and get it back, he said. And right there and there, right there, as the Holy Spirit spoke those words, I said, I want it back. We're going to get it back. Immediately, I, you know, right there, I started doing my part. And then later on, of course, uh, communicated with, um, with Pastor Tino about it. We're getting it back. I, I don't know if you've lost anything. I don't know if you, you know, you've just, uh, well, it's just one of those things. And the Lord is telling you, go get it back. Okay, everything. I want you to document it. I know I got to close. I got to read one more scripture here before I close. Go back, go back in time. Anything you've ever lost, anything, anything, anything of value, of substance. You, you cried about it. You mourned like, the, like David and his men. You mourned. You were grieved. You were broken. You were, go back. Because that was not the last word about it. Go take it back. Go take it back from the camp of the enemy. And more, because the Bible says that when the thief is caught, he is made to restore sevenfold. God will restore to you sevenfold what the enemy stole from you. Can somebody say amen to that? Can you say amen to that? I know I'm speaking prophetically by the Spirit of the Lord. I got to close. Let me ask you, what does... <sighs> I can't do this in the little time that I have, but I'm going to try to do it. This is prophetic. I want to do it right here, right now, before I close in just a couple of minutes. What does going forward mean to you? I'm just switching gears real quickly. This is the middle of our fast where, you know, in another week, we'll be almost at the end of this fast. In your life today, what does going forward mean for you? In the different areas of your life, what does going forward mean? Let's read this scripture real quick. Exodus chapter 14. I'm going to read to you right here. Uh, from verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. You know, this was at the Red Sea. They were about to, they were just left Egypt, trying to go to their land of promise, where, which God had promised, promised them. That land was already there. They knew it. And as they were leaving, they were, I mean, they were hit by the reality of the Red Sea. You know this, right? I have to close soon. I don't have time to go over it. But I want to give you a real quick assignment right here. Real quick um, instruction from the Word of God. Uh, and when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were so afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Yeah, it's right. It's right. Is right to cry out to the Lord. That's what we do when we fast. That's what we do when we pray. It's right. It's right. But we don't just cry. We don't just pray. We do more than that. They cried out, and then they said unto Moses, see, because you know how they were murmurers and complainers, right? Like many of us usually can be sometimes... Because there were no graves in Egypt, is that why you took us out, took us away in the wilderness? Therefore, you have dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt. Is, is this not what we told you? There's no faith in all this stuff. Is, not, is this not the word? And telling, they're telling him what they said, that, was, that had no faith. And now because of what they are dealing with, the struggle they are having, they are reminding him, we told you so. Well, you told him so. But you are basically just reaping the fruit of your harvest. Those negative words and complaining and murmuring instead of praising God, instead of setting yourself apart and, and stepping out in faith and believing God, you are complaining. You are grumbling. You are saying negative things. And these negative things were put in the atmosphere. They come back in the spirit, the spiritual law. And they said, didn't we tell you this? Leave us alone in Egypt so that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. That's not true. Verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, fear not, stand still. Moses was, Moses was yeah, he was speaking something good. But he, even he got a part of this wrong. He said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord. Yes, that's good. Which he will show to you, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you will see them no more forever. That is true. That's, so that's what the Lord wanted to do. The Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. That's true. The Lord wanted to fight for them. But he wanted them to step out. The battle does not begin until you take the step. 
The miracle is not revealed, it's not released until you take the step. I'm hearing the Holy Spirit. The miracle, the breakthrough is not revealed and it is not released until you take the step of faith. The step of confidence in the direction of what the Lord revealed. So, of course, you have to hear it first. He said unto him, he, says, he said to him, he said, he said to them, the Lord said unto Moses, listen now. The Lord will fight for you. Where's verse four, verse, I'm rushing. <laughs> the Lord will fight for you and you will hold your peace. That's what he wants to do. But he wants you to take a step of faith, your step of faith. That's your part. The responsibility is ours to do that. God is not going to take a step of faith for us. God isn't going to go and seek him for us. He isn't going to separate us for him. No. God isn't going to do the things we are supposed to. When he told David, pursue them for surely, for you will overtake them and surely you'll recover up. God wasn't the one doing the pursuing. It was David. The responsibility. Rahab, Rahab was the one who put the cord, the scarlet cord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was Rahab who got the cord and, 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 and lowered the spies and tied the cord on our window. And it was Rahab who did it. It wasn't God. It was Rahab. But God used the step that Rahab took to deliver the breakthrough for generations to come through her family. Hallelujah. Look at this. He says, but God said to him, the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying to me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it and divide it so that the children of Israel can walk on on dry land. Why are you crying to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. I wanted to ask you this and give you a quick um, assignment. What does going forward mean? What does go forward mean to you in the different areas of your life right now? What does that mean to you? Go forward. I want to say something to you that the Lord said to me. This may surprise you like I'm sure it will surprise a lot of believers, but it is the truth. It is truth. As far as your future is concerned, a few things, only a few things are not under your immediate control. Only a few. They're just a few things. As far as your future is concerned, they're just a few things. Only a few things are not under your control. But most things that will determine your immediate and later future are really under your control. Most things. Most things that will determine your later and your immediate future are really under your control. And they are affected by what you do in this season. So what does go forward mean to you in the different areas of your life? I want you to think about it. I want you to document it. I want you to write it down somewhere so that you can make it a focus of your prayer and refer to it as the year goes along. What does go forward? God said to Moses, tell, speak to the children of Israel and tell them to go forward. I'm asking you, what does go forward this year? mean for you in the different areas of your life? What does go forward mean in your spiritual walk with God? Write it down. Write it down. What does it mean? What does go forward mean in your physical life, in your health? What does it mean? What does go forward mean? What does it mean in your relationships, in your family, if you're married, in your marriage? If you have a business, if you have a career, if you don't, just in your life generally, in your assignment, in your finances, in your what does go forward mean to you in the different areas of your life? I want you to write it down. I want you to think about it. I want you to pray about it. I want you to document it. I want you to write it down. Make it a major focus of your prayers in this season and as we go into the new year. And refer to it periodically. God is telling you tonight, go forward. But what does that mean? He wants to reveal that to you. Can you focus? Can you give it a little bit more focus? You know, you know spiritual children. In the natural, you know, um, God wired us exactly the way we are wired in, in the spiritual, right? Natural children 
just want to do the things they want to do all the time the way they want to do it. They want to sleep when you want them to wake up. They want to wake up when you want them to sleep. They want to have fun and play. They watch TV all the time. They, they don't necessarily want to do those things. You know, do, let's do some math and let's do some reading. Let's do some spelling. Let's do, children, that's not all. You can make it some fun. Yeah, good. But, but generally, you know, play and have fun. It's man, and that's the way it is in the spirit too. Sometimes we just want to do what we want to do every time. And it's just easier to have more fun. But listen to me, this is a time of focus for you. It's not a time of fun. It's not a time of playing. Yes, make it fun in the sense that you are enjoying the process. But it's not a time of fun in the sense that you are just doing the same old things you've always done. And there's no difference. It's a time of intense focus for you. Some things can come into your life that can radically change everything in your future because of that focus and because of the revelations that come. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you tonight. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. Thank you for your holy word. We receive it. We receive it. I give you the glory, Lord, for everyone that's received it tonight. Holy Spirit, continue to walk in our lives through this word. Let supernatural things happen in the lives of your people. Elevate us. You said you you will cause us, when we delight ourselves in you, you will cause us to walk upon and to ride upon our high places and you will feed us with the heritage of Jacob, our father, which you promised to us. Our inheritance will be delivered to us. You said our light will break forth like the morning and our our light will rise in obscurity. You promised all of that, Lord, that you would enable us to enter into the things that you have prepared for us if we will take responsibility, if we will put first things first, if we will do what you are calling us to do, if we will inquire of you, if we will go after what you have prepared for us. We yield to you again today, Father. And I give you the glory and the praise, precious Holy Spirit, for your work that is continually ongoing in all of our lives. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Oh, man, I went way over what I thought I was going to do tonight. I thought I was going to stop 10 minutes before. Um, But praise God. Hallelujah. It's good. Thank you so much for being a part of this service tonight. I hope you were blessed as much as I was. I I just so blessed. So excited. Glory to God. All right. Look forward to seeing you again same time next week. Keep on basking in the glory of God. Keep on rejoicing. Get before the Lord. Separate yourself before him. He will do amazing things in your life. Astonishing wonders. Do that assignment. Get that assignment done. Write it down. Document it. I'm not going to ask you for it, but that's the word of the Lord to you. God bless you. Good night.